Hello, everyone. It seems to me that we got a show that unfortunately has to target some really breaking news coming out of our conference in regards to NC State. MJ Morris is side of red shirt, and we're almost towards the end of the season. Where they do that at? You know, you've got Clemson calming down with Tyler from Spartanburg, but there's always news around Clemson because, of course, it's Clemson. And then we're going to do a little fan comment roundup, a little college hoops, if you will, because lo and behold, the ACC is 14-0 already for the men's side. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack. Each and every day, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you download, subscribe to the pod from anywhere. We know sometimes you love us, sometimes you hate us. Either way, you tune in and we appreciate the views. So let's get right into it, shall we? Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. To make every moment more, right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. Kenton, how are you feeling? Um, okay. Please respect my and the rest of Wolfpack Nation's privacy during these very trying times. Um, we had a quarterback decide to redshirt toward the end of the season, so we're going to try it and rate it 1 through 10. <laughs> okay, Keith Lee. Uh, I was a little bit surprised to see the news of MJ Morris come out and – why you would redshirt this late in the season and who we're looking to to be the new quarterback for NC State as we were just high on them, if I'm not mistaken, on being in our power rankings, right? Up in the top tier, the top half of our group. And yet somehow they're just t- trying to say, yeah, F all that, you know, not even close. But it could it could work in their favor. So here's here's something that I need many people to remember. The reality of this thing is very simple. It's 2023. It's much players are much more aware of the business side of this than ever before. And players are making more business decisions than ever before. Players are seeing themselves as brands. Players are seeing themselves and understanding the difference in, you know, playing X amount of snaps or playing in 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 going through X con X, Y, and Z concepts instead of A, B, and C concepts, how that is perceived going forward by scouts and all that. And this is just a moment where, you know, MJ Morris's father said that he's coming back and they're not leaving. And a lot of Wolfpack Nation got very fired up, got very rowdy about this and, and understandably so. Uh, but I would Are say- Are you buying for, that? Am I buying that he's coming back? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, so, you know what? I, let, let me let the West Side of Detroit come out of me real quick. I'm going to put it on layaway. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not- I'm not putting the whole purchase down on it, but if they were going to transfer, I I truly don't know what MJ would stand to gain by his camp lying about him and his intent to transfer at this point in time. Because there's Let's already hope they a, had a conversation because people because people speak for one and it's like oh yeah and check in about actually what I really wanted to do. Well, my thought is this: there's already an uproar, there's already anger, there's already hurt feelings, and all all the things, and so. 
if you were to lie and still incur that backlash, that just doesn't make sense, you know? Sure. But my biggest thing is like, we'll talk about ACC quarterbacks because they've been really the topic of conversation this season. Normally we're used to having some top tier, which we do have, right? Drake May, Jordan Travis is of the world. We have some strong, solid candidates. You know, we have some up and comers in Castellanos and all the things, but you talk about business decisions, right? And Clemson made a business decision to keep K Club Nick, let go of DJU. Pitt made a business decision to get rid of Keaton Slovis and add Phil Dracovic. So it's like sometimes you roll the dice and it works out for you, and then sometimes you up and look crazy. Sam Hartman. I think that was one of the worst business decisions in college football history because all every party got worse because of that. Every mm-hmm. single party got worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, hey, here's the thing, right? These things don't come with a crystal ball. You can shake up your magic eight ball and ask, hey, should I transfer out of here? And it'll give you an answer, but nobody truly knows the future. You know what I mean? None of us are omnipotent. None of us know uh, exactly what's going to happen to a high degree. So I'm not going to speculate about this MJ situation because when I was putting in calls to my sources this morning, um, I I can say that some people were not surprised as things had kind of been heading in a direction of like, eh, it, it, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. But I mean, it wouldn't be the most, unfeasible thing in the world but you know it's it's still a shock to many fans because you're looking at a team that you know nc state has only won double digit games in a season i want to say once or twice in program history this team still has that ahead of them and to see that what ends up popping out is oh um they're not gonna you know he's not gonna be playing for the rest of the season at best, and he'll be back next year. At worst, he's they, we've seen the last of NJ Morris in NC State uniform. I mean, hey, it's it's well, a tough situation. I mean, who's to blame here, right? Because Virginia had a strong Brennan Armstrong. They told him to go on about his way. Robert and I, offensive coordinator, they have a relationship. NC State rolled the dice, had a gamble. You don't bring someone like Brennan Armstrong to NC State to not start him, I would honestly say. So you gave him an opportunity, and then maybe that's a slight toward MJ, who pretty much helped save the season last year. And then Brennan Armstrong works out how he does, or for lack of better terms, doesn't. And MJ sort of has to pick up the team, put his shoulder on his back, handles his business, thank God for that defense. But now it's just like a random, okay, yeah, no, slap slap in the face. And is it because there's a QB3 at the helm sort of doing better, outperforming, or what is it really what it boils down to? I mean, I think it was just the fact that, you know, MJ Moore, well, I'm not going to speak for MJ Morris. What I will say is this, though. My most educated guess on this, because I'm not going to lie and say, hey, I have contacts inside his camp and all that good stuff, because I don't, right? But what I will say is this. What I have noticed has been repeated to me, as I've heard around from my different sources in the program, is that there was there was a a um how do i put this a dissatisfaction about the original starting qb situation in terms of uh, you know yeah <laughs> david dorn in terms of dave dorn saying hey uh we're not going with the the best guy we're going with the most experienced guy which naturally upset a lot of guys in the locker room because i mean if you know if we can be anything in his life for real should be the first one and and if you're talking about a job where you get paid millions of dollars and you're going to outwardly say I'm not playing the best guy, and then the most experienced guy goes out there and stinks it up, the best guy would have rights to be angry because why was I not playing to begin with? 
And you or know. or 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 you could take the Chiron Jones approach where you're still being a great teammate. And when it's your time to shine, you do what you got to do. You get over those growing pains and you see it all the way through because Chiron's seen it all the way through and he's doing really good. But I think I think that that's a little different because Chiron Drones was the challenger trying to unseat the incumbent in Grant Wells. That's fair. As opposed to MJ Morris having already been in Raleigh and being not necessarily the incumbent, but the guy with the experience um, who had played here already. And I understand that Robert and I's system is more familiar to Brennan Armstrong, but y'all saw the same games I saw. This wasn't Brennan not hitting passes because he just lacks the ability to do so. The processing was not there. The ability to make the correct read just was not there. And that that terrified me because, again, my brother in Christ, you're in year six. You're a grown I mean, man. He, he, he had somewhat success at Virginia until Tony Elliott came there. We can, we can argue that, right? He yeah. had a cannon. He was the redheaded assassin at some point, right? Mm-hmm. So... I just, for a quarterback's sake, and we can finish out this conversation, I think as someone who's at the helm really leading, you see it through. I don't think you leave, especially until the season's over, because we have so many shakes up, shake-ups in here, it's, we can go all day. But uh, I think you should have saw it through, regardless, not right oh, sure. I, I 1,000% agree. I 1,000% agree. And the biggest thing to me is this. At the end of the day, it's a lot better to go – with the devil you know sometimes. So, for example, what do I mean by that? Let's look at Sam Hartman's situation again. And I hate to keep talking about him because some people are going to say I'm picking on him or being unfair to him. Actually, no. What went wrong with the Sam Hartman situation is not on Sam Hartman at all. He went in and committed to Notre Dame when Tommy Reese was there. Tommy Reese is the king of letting the quarterbacks check at the line. Sam Hartman came out of a long mesh RPO offense where it's literally on the quarterback. The quarterback has more weight to make decisions than in almost any other offense, play to play to play. Mm -hmm. And so you go from that to an offense where Marcus Freeman says he doesn't have much freedom to check at the line and, and all that good stuff. You've basically, you're making your quarterback play with his non-throwing hand behind his back because that's one of the best things about Sam Hartman, the ability to get a pre-snap read and to say, okay, we need to get to this or I need to make this decision in real time, which is is what he excelled at. And you took him out of that. You took him out of that. It's like putting Lamar Jackson in the offense where he can't run. It's like, what are you, what are we doing here? Like, that's just not what's ideal for him. And so that all happened now. Again, everybody got worse from that. Wake Forest got worse. Sam Hartman ended up with a worse receiving core than what he would have had at Wake Forest, which is insane to think about. Better offensive line, better running game, sure. But a worse offensive line, I mean, a worse receiving core, rather, than what he would have had at Wake Forest. And their struggles abound there at, for, for all parties involved, including Marcus Freeman, who's now being looked at like, hey, you got the quarterback, you got the team. Why are you not doing the thing? It's like everybody ended up in a worse situation from that. And so, you know, I I wish MJ Morris and, and the Morris family all the best in, in whatever their decision is and whatever they decide to do going forward. But again, sometimes, you know, you think the grass is greener till you get over there and you find out, oh, no, this this is AstroTurf. This is not real grass. This is Boy, not real grass at all. end up at 
Coastal Carolina and be upset. But you know, what do we do? You gotta you gotta make a decision, you gotta stick beside it. All right, let's talk about prize picks with basketball season here. You can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league. A league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, you can have LeBron James, Travis Kelsey hold the Taylor Swift at a, a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Prize Picks even offers reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have ever if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance policy. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college right now. Use code locked on college for a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Kenton Gibbs and I here talking through ACC news. We have the quarterback situation covered. Let's talk about some of the fan comments that we love to go over on Wednesdays. And, of course, check you guys because y'all have a lot to say this week. Power rankings. Y'all were a little quiet. I ain't going to lie because you pretty much saw it straightforward. Uh, i surprised, Kenton, that you didn't have any Canes fans up in, up in your mentions. Just a couple people, though, mm. if you want me to get to them. Well, how shocked. How shocked I am. That the Canes were a little quiet this week. But please, read any comments you feel. Well, you know, timeout, timeout, timeout from Mr. Willie. He said all three timeouts because we know Mario won't use them. I want to make sure that I'm 100% clear. Ken Gibbs, are you saying that Miami's loss to Georgia Tech is the reason why Miami lost to NC State? One, two, three. I just want to make sure that we're all crystal clear. I'm not saying that Miami's loss to Georgia Tech is why they lost to NC State. What I am saying is that was the beginning of a downhill slide. And I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not saying that there is, it's a hundred percent snowball effect, but you cannot ignore that as part of why this happened. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest thing that we need to have a very serious conversation about is how good is Miami really? For all the stuff that people talk about, oh, the top 25 offense, top 25 defense, all this good stuff. Sure, sure. Again, you ran it up on Bethune-Cookman, Temple, and company so much. Of course it looks like that. Mm -hmm. Of course. I mean, and I'm, I'm going to go forward and say there is not – it's it's difficult for me to call that a really – for me to call the Canes a good team this year – Simply because, I mean, hey, the reality is you are what you are. Yeah. Everybody loves to use the phrase, you're better than what your record says and all that good stuff. Are you really? Are you really? I mean, at the end of the day, at some point in time, you're just, your record is your record. And these are not all one possession games. You know what I mean? Like some of them are. No, don't, don't get me wrong. But these are not all one possession games. And again, Tyler Van Dyke throwing multiple interceptions in every single ACC game. You know, it, it leaves you to question it, who this team is overall. So it's not just snowball effect. There's also a bit of it that's like, how good are y'all? How how good are you really? Because those first four games may have been a little bit of fool's gold. Well, Teddy said, just to correct things from the last two episodes, Miami actually went two and two through the four games and then lost a the fifth to NC State. Mm -hmm. Just so you're just so you're aware. If you want to run and fact check that one. Okay. Every, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go go for it. Go for it. <laughs> 
<laughs> quote, everyone has somebody hurt, says Encyclopedia 007. Losing your entire starting wide receiver core, including a Heisman Trophy candidate, is a bit different than missing a great linebacker or a great cornerback. Half of FSU fans didn't realize Ja'Kai Douglas was still on the team until last Saturday, and he was our wide receiver one. That's how bad it is. I don't know about this podcast, but most many certainly made a big deal about three TDs, three interceptions, Riley Leonard being out. No offense, just saying. All right. So, um, absolutely. We talked about Florida State missing their best players and all that good stuff. I don't know how much more you wanted us to give credence to that, especially given the result of that game. Like, this wasn't a game. I could understand if it's a Florida State loss or if it's like a super close one point game. Then it's like, man. What are Florida State fans not hearing? Are we not saying we are on your side? You cannot afford to lose a game. We are happy that you're winning. You want you in the college football playoffs. My God, you know what? You know what it is. You know what it is. We're we're not saying it, and and we're not giving it enough majesty. So let's let's put some royalty on that thing. Okay. Let me sit my shoulders back. Okay. Hear ye, hear ye, (laughs) all the who listen to Locked On ACC, gather round, for we are going to christen the Florida State Seminoles, I'm sorry, Florida State University Seminoles, as the preemptive team in the ACC. Jordan Travis, we knight thee as the starter, as the QB1, as the car driver of that team. Jared Verse, we knight thee as the leader of the defense. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me not get that wrong. Kaylin DeLoach, because you are the emotional leader. Let me give you your props, sir. Act you like are, we know a couple things. Awesome players. You all are the leaders. Yes. Okay. They are the front runners. They are the favorites, and rightfully so. Me saying that they're in boogeyman mode, apparently, was too much layman's term. So let's put it in a little bit of elevated language, shall we? Florida State is the creme de la creme of the ACC. They are the best that we have to offer. There is no one better than what Florida State is putting forward. Thank you all so very much. We knight thee, we bend the knee to Coach Michael of House Norvell. We bend the knee. Chip, chip. Cheerio. Cheerio. God <laughs> save the queen. God save the queen, honey. Queen Latifah, that is. All right. Wait, they got a king now. They got a king oh, now. God oh. save the king. God, God save, save the, the king. king. God save the king. <laughs> I ain't saying nothing else because I ain't talking about them no more. I don't gave them all the praise I can give for today. And that's what I don't that. We got to talk about uh, some they other things. They need to get us in our church bag and start singing the hymnals. That's what they're waiting on. Well, Kenton, it's on. funny you mentioned the church Literally. bag. Before we go and pay more bills, someone lets you know. I know you were singing Marvin Sapp, but it was actually William Murphy who sang that song that you were singing yesterday. Oh, okay. Cool. He just, he just wanna, hey, he just want to help you out, brother in Christ. My bad. My bad. Hey, I appreciate it. I hey, appreciate listen, it. We, just, we just gave William and Marvin a whole, you know, too big if they want to come get a check. There you I go. Bad. I ain't mad. Our friends here at FanDuel want you to know that right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. America's number one sportsbook FanDuel, that's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. 
rocking and rolling with Kenton Gibbs, going through some fan comments just around. I have this last one here. The whole this whole fan base from our friend, all formerly uh, Slam Tana, now Mega Frank Garcia said this whole fan base is on a mission to play in the ACC championship game. We'll send FSU out with the right kick in the rear and establish ourselves as the conference front runners for the ACC because we ain't going nowhere. Great win last night, Coach Payne, as stressful as it was. Hey, that's a great segue to the next segment. But, you know, I'm rooting for Louisville at this point, too. Hell, somebody got somebody to play him. Absolutely. Somebody got to play him. Absolutely. And, again, you know, Louisville sacrificing their basketball team, their basketball program from Patino on down. You know, there's a phrase that uh, some people say when they say we're selling everything down to the shake. That's another reference uh, to marijuana. I don't smoke, by the way. I know that there's been a lot of them recently. But uh, Louisville sold everything down to the shape for that basketball program in order to bring Brown in to this football program and have them as successful as they are. Mm -hmm. It's hard to argue against them being the ACC coach of the year. Norvell is the only other person even giving him a run or a look at that award. Um, So with that being said, you know, hey, Kenny Payne, way to do something for us and keep the ACC undefeated. Let's talk about ACC basketball. The men right now are 14-0. and 0. Shout out to them. And thankfully, the Louisville Cardinals were able to pull out that one-point victory over UMBC. But everyone else pretty much, you know, has some shaky starts, but ultimately was able to finish things off. And that's a great start to the college basketball season for our conference. We all know. Well, if you don't know, this is a basketball conference. Hate to break the news to you, but uh, I'm getting excited. You know, winning games you're supposed to win is always a great conversation, especially when you start to get into that bracketology BS, right? Win games you're supposed to win. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, not only winning games that you're supposed to win, these early game seasons where teams are playing the Island of Misfit Toys University, you got to win it. You got to win it because if not, you mess up the whole conference because when you go forward, if you lose to a UNBC, and then UMBC turns out to be mid or average or worse. And then you go on to beat somebody in the conference. What just happened to the entire conference? Cool. Because you beat that team. That team is probably bad or maybe below average or maybe decent, which means they're going to get a win or two off somebody they probably shouldn't. And so on and so forth. And the chain continues until it's, man, did UMBC have a win over a team that beat the team that went on to win, a, win the conference championship? So, you know, it's it's a it's a great thing to see that we're handling business. And as always, one more sign for the road. Louisville basketball is undefeated, baby. One and up. Way to go, Kenny Payne. Again, that, that might be the last time we say that this season. Probably. Probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> that might be the last time we say that. Thank God the exhibition game didn't count. Now, when it comes to the women's side of things, everyone 2-1, except for Notre Dame. We don't have to talk about it. You know what I mean? Playing in Paris, playing at different hours. Coach Ivy and the girls, you know, strong showing. Hell of a good freshman. I think, say everybody else I'm worried about. I Olivia think, Miles needs to get healthy. I think it was a scheme by Todd to come to you. With, never mind. Um, I think that this very seriously was a, a, a moment where Notre Dame was was playing a team that's just a superior team. I mean, you know, South Carolina has been so good for so long. South Carolina Don, looked tournament ready. Absolutely. And Don Staley does an amazing job of getting them ready. And every time you think to yourself, 
oh man, their reign is finally over. It's like LeBron James or something. They just dig in the new bag, get a new player. And you're like, wait, who is this new star? And listen, we just look. got rid of Aaliyah Boston. We just thought, oh, it's over now. And they got five a freshman. To the, five like, to WNBA. And Malaysia Fulwaili full is insane. So yeah, let's start and, there. And that's that's just what it is. You know what I mean? That's But hey, hey. listen, 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 listen. We could be LSU. So I'm just so glad we're not the SEC. We, we couldn't have to answer for that one. Hey, now. Hey, now. <laughs> Coach Prime said they was coming. He just didn't tell you in what sport. He just okay. didn't tell you in what sport. Okay? He didn't tell you. But also, in all fairness, Colorado did beat two national championship participants and in did. the big three sport. Just and saying. did. Just saying. And but that, this is locked on ACC. Let's get back to the ACC. I'm just saying. I'm just saying we could be LSU. Our, we could have been TikToking all summer, and our girls seem to be ready. Our mm. girls seem to be ready. Virginia Tech and them girls, they ready for round two. Let's get it right back to the final four. I'm just saying. All I'm saying is our, you know, while y'all girls were shaking hips on TikTok, <laughs> our girls were setting picks in the gym. You know what I mean? The only TikTok they're worried about is the clock striking all zeros and them having more points at the end. Shout out okay. to Georgia Amore and Elizabeth Gitley. You know what I mean? Okay. At the end of the day, though, in all seriousness, great start for the entire conference. We know that the women are always going to be pretty lethal, but we know, Absolutely. most importantly, we need the men to continue to push for some sort of elevation because, you know, we, we got a bad rep right now as a conference, as a unit, right? From football on, we have a bad rep. So as we get into, you know, the summertime, we talk about realignment. It always helps when you have some national championship conversations, you know, under your belt. Yeah. And I, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I struggle to say like, hey, it makes sense to, you know, put the entire hopes and aspirations of the conference on any one team or whatever the case may be. Um, but all of the ACC teams are doing what they're supposed to do. They're mm -hmm. showing out, you know, I mean, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about my pack absolutely beating the brakes off Charlotte. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Isaiah James looking like an ACC player that yeah, conference show. Player. Save that for Lock and Wolf Pack. Thank you. But thank you. If you would have let me finish. Thank if you. you. Let, if you would have let it me on a, finish, please. There are again most of the teams that we're seeing doing what they're supposed to do at the moment, at the time of this recording, nobody has let us down yet. Syracuse? Nobody has. Nobody has let us down yet. Pitt, we're watching you. Don't let those nerds from Yale beat you. Oh, Don't. my God. Well, if you think about it, Pitt, uh, I mean, Syracuse, Georgia Tech have new coaches, and they're able to figure out. You know, I think Kenny yeah. Payne, Payne in year two, he's going to have to figure something out better than what we had going on. So I, I think there's a lot of uh, new newbies, but also some old ones who are trying to figure out their way. Yeah, across women and men's basketball, this should be an exciting time for the ACC. Syracuse, I'm watching y'all, too, because – Y'all game is closer than it should be against Lafayette as well. So, you know, somebody <laughs> take TCB now. Take care of business. Stop playing. Stop playing now. Don't. We watch. All right. Well, as we get into next week, of course, we have week 11 matchups to go over. This is really this is really the one. Right. Mm -hmm. We start with Virginia and Louisville. That's going to be very indicative of whether Louisville goes to the ACC championship. We make sure we get all of those picks in and we got a lot of discussion around that. And then we'll end the weekend getting you ready for some good college basketball as well. So make sure you check out our show. Do all you can to download, subscribe to the pod. Tell your friends. If you're an everyday, we appreciate you. If you're a one-timer, you know, cool. So glad you stopped by. If you can't stand us and you leave one review, guess what? We got your we got your view anyway. Okay. And, and apologies for the picks being set out a week too far. They are up now. At the time you're listening to this, they are up. Go vote. I apologize. That's on me. 
Again, accident. I set it for next set Sunday to go off instead of this current Sunday, which would have put y'all in time. So that's on me. We're going to give y'all a little bit of grace here. We all, fall, gonna, we all fall short. Yes, we, we all, all fall short. short. We all yeah. fall short. So we, you know, we're going to take care of y'all. And, and we know that we got a, uh, we know that we got a, what is this? Is this a Thursday game with Louisville and Virginia? Or a, Yeah, yes. we know we got a Thursday game. So we're going to give y'all grace up until kickoff for that game for y'all pick uh, and for all these other picks. But just saying. No, gonna, y'all better get y'all picking tomorrow because we talking about it tomorrow. So go okay. ahead. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> I was trying to be nice. I was trying. You could, but no, we need to go ahead and get this thing wrapped on up in a nice little bow. So we As appreciate you see, y'all. You can see who the good cop and who the bad cop is. You can see who the one putting belt to behind and who the one that's like, hey, let's do a timeout is between and, us two. And as long as you know, for Candace right. Cooper and Kenton Gibbs, I hope you guys have a great night. Until next time.